All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck am I doing with my fucking life? God damn it. I'm Mark Marin. I am him. This is my show. I'm losing my mind. Hey, let's not get too crazy here. Let's not go too far before I, I get into some business. Can I get into some business? You know Tom Sharpling from The Best Show. Come on, Tom Sharpling, one of the great cranky geniuses of our time. Him and I occasionally get together and talk. And we talk on the mics for the Mark and Tom show. There are three of them. Uh, The newest one, the Mark and Tom show three is available over there on the iTunes. Or you can go to WTFpod.com. You can do a search on Mark and Tom on the iTunes. Pick it up, $2.99. That's a bargain. That's a fucking bargain. We lay it down, man. We talk music. We talk stuff. We make each other laugh. We think out loud in front of each other. He's a great guy and incredibly funny. I was about to say he's one of the few people that make me laugh, but I seem to laugh more these days. You know why? Because I'm letting myself. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Amy Mann. So Amy Mann, Amy Mann, Amy Mann is on the show. Amy Mann from Till Tuesday, from her solo career. I think I annoyed her, man. I I couldn't let go of the Till Tuesday thing because I I was in Boston when she was there. So we talk about that. It's good, man. She plays at the end. She sounds fucking great. It was great talking to her. So there's that. But let me tell you about this stress situation. Not that you care. Um, I guess I should get candid with you. I should get real with you, right? That we do that here. Is, is, Is this a safe space? Is this a safe environment? Is this a safe room? Uh, You know, Jess and I are uh, going to couples counseling because I've got problems apparently, but we're in this weird situation that I've never been in before. I haven't been in therapy in a long time. It's not that we're having problems. uh, It's just that we want to communicate better, i.e. we're having problems. But not real problems. It's just that when you get into a pattern with somebody you're with, all of a sudden you start getting afraid to say certain things because you don't want the something bad to happen. And that can be a very broad thing bad to happen. You just start behaving differently to avoid certain things. This I know this can't just be me. And my problem is, is like, if I'm not careful with her, I say something, she says something in a tone back, and then I'm screaming, and then it's no longer about the issue we were talking about. It's just about my tone, and then I'm screaming things like, what do you fucking mean, my tone? What do you mean, my tone? What tone are you talking about? But anyway, so we go to the couples counseling thing just to communicate better i.e. no problems, just want to nip that in the bud. I really think that if you meet somebody you like, you should immediately go to couples counseling. Why not? If you can afford it, that's the other thing. Kind of pricey, not that excited about it, has to be done. So we're actually in couples counseling with a guy who's married to a therapist and she's also available, like, okay, So you can either see them separately. Like we can go to couples counseling and she'll go in one office with the woman, and I'll go with the guy. And you sign releases that enable them to talk to each other about you guys. And then you get it. I can't tell whether it's an effective therapy process or some sort of weird gossip loop. Because then, like, she gets out of therapy and she goes, why, you know, I heard that that you said that. And I'm like, what? I didn't say that. So what did we just sign releases so they could gossip about us to each other and then tell the other person what the other person said? That doesn't seem like, this doesn't seem like a, a, a formatted thing. 
but it's been pretty interesting and uh i don't know uh the jury is in i'm still fucked up you are you still fucked up i'm still a little fucked up but i have been very busy i have been uh recently this week everything's sort of coming you know converging on finishing my book uh the manuscript is done it's been typeset so this is like the last week i can make changes and i'm simultaneously recording the audiobook for my book and the changes aren't all set in stone so now i'm reading things with markings on the side and words scratched out for the audiobook and i almost lost it reading the audiobook there's a woman this woman kim is directing the reading of the audiobook and by the way the book is called attempting normal and it is available for pre-order on amazon.com so i'm reading these pieces and it takes a lot to read for hours and i got someone in my head who's on the mic in the production room who i don't see who's got my back i got my back turned to them and i'm just reading my stories and all of a sudden in my head, I'll hear, uh, could you do that sentence again? And I'm like, what, what, what sentence? You the one you just said. And I've decided that she has a tone and I am ridiculous. If I talk to somebody for like five minutes, if I just meet somebody, I am capable of creating an almost instant dysfunctional relationship. I am capable of reading tone into what they're saying to me. That is attacking, manipulative, controlling, and evil. And literally, I'm reading this. I had this, she said, just interrupting me in the middle of reading. Literally, like it's it's like being interrupted in the middle of a presentation. I'm just reading my uh, my book. She goes, could you say the word more clearly? And I'm like, fuck, fuck. And I had to say, sorry, that, that was not about you. I'm just frustrated myself. And the subtext was at you, but I don't know you, but your tone is bothering me. And uh, I didn't, I to my credit, folks, if you would, I did not say those things. I'm excited about the book. I didn't think I would be. Yeah. You guys are going to enjoy it. I think there's some stuff. Yeah. I talk about a lot of stuff and you know a lot about the stuff I talk about, but some of it's taken to different degrees. Some of it you've never heard before. Some of it is, uh, uh, I'm just happy. You know, it's written. I wrote it. Uh, it turns out I'm okay at that. I'm pretty good at the writing. So there's that. It's okay. If I feel good about myself for a few minutes, Okay, maybe a few seconds. Can I just feel good about myself? Okay, it's passing. It's passing. But people are asking me to chime in on this. There's a New York Times piece on the UCB and their uh, their defense of not paying performers. And several people asked me on Twitter to say something about it. Look, I am of the belief that you got to pay the help something. There's always, How about a little gas money respect? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Get, you know what? I took a train over here. You know what? I had to drive. How about 10 bucks? How about 15 bucks? How about a 20? Little gas money respect. I don't care. Look, yeah, if you're not going to give me a piece of the door, if you're not going to you know, do anything, you know, we're, you're, you're making money. So look, I drove over here. Do I have to pay to perform here if I'm a professional performer? That kind of thing. So that's my basic theory. If you've got a good case for not paying, then you should probably... How about a little gas money respect? That's all. A little gas money respect. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got to drive over here. Am I right? Am I right? I'm a professional. Professional. I saw people paying for tickets. Huh? How about a little that uh, little huh? A little train money? That's all. That's all I'm saying. 
Let's talk to the amazing Amy Mann. Are we public about our age? Yeah. Amy Mann? Oh, we yeah, are? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got no issue with well, it? Well, you know. I'm you don't hide it? Well, at some point, when it, you know, it's, it's, it's not. <laughs> you can't. What? You can't really run uh, that far. Yeah. You look yeah. great, though. Thank you. So, well, you're here, and we haven't seen each other in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. And uh, we were friends there for a while. Yeah. And then, and then everything disappeared, <laughs> and and we and we moved on from the friendship. That was a tough time for me. I was just out of a divorce, and I was crazy. And you were very. Uh, uh, it was it was nice to have a family over there at your pool. That was very nice. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, you, I think you were a little crazy without pointing fingers, but also I think you know, like also it, two crazies together. Yeah, uh, it was a lot crazy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you uh, to be perfectly blunt, I uh, feel that you are a little too hot to handle. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I was. There's a snake charmer aspect to you that sure. is kind of terrifying. Yeah, well, yeah. I've I've tried to put a, a, a damper on that guy. <laughs> like he seems to have have uh, relaxed a bit. That's yeah. good. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I had a lot. I had something was going. <laughs> I was I was uh, uh, deeply and darkly hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, but that happens. Come on. I tr- trust me when I say that I relate to that statement 100. percent like uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like the the first time and I I know I've told you this story before and I think I've talked about it before. I don't remember where, but I always talk about it that the first time I ever saw you was going into a laundromat on Beacon Street across from the wine press <laughs> in Brookline, Massachusetts oh, when I was in college. Oh my god. Cuz you were like around and you had that haircut which was like, you know, it was like uh it wasn't really, it was like, not like a mohawk, but everything was up. Yeah. And then you had the, like a braided tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you were very uh, uh, ever present all over Boston in my memory. You, it was like, I wasn't even sure that I knew who your band was, but I'm like, there's that girl. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, I had my freak flag flying high for sure. <laughs> but how, what, what was, what was your history in Boston? I mean, what, how long were you there? I went to school there. I went to Berkeley College of Music and almost just by, you know, on a, on a whim, and uh, you know, just got kind of hooked into this into the music scene, which was huge and expansive and and amazing. And yeah, and um, you know, I it just just kind of one one thing led to another, and and I ended up in this band. What did you study in music school, though? Well, I I went to a summer program because I didn't. Re- I mean, I really didn't know anything about music. I yeah. could play like two Bob Dylan songs and acoustic guitar. Yeah. But there was a summer program that if you could just pay the money and show up, then they'd accept you. And and I I just worked really really hard, so I got accepted into the regular into the and regular for guitar. N- I think my major was I you know I I switched it to bass. I was going to try voice, but then I I just like could never figure out how. When people would try to t- teach you how to sing, it never I could I never got it. But when you were a kid, were you like some sort of uh, wizard? No, were you like the, not, the... not remotely. I would not be one of those people posting YouTube videos of myself, you know, playing guitar. It, I was I didn't know what I didn't. You well, know. I don't think per- personality wise, you'd uh, be that kind of person. Yeah. Anyways, would you? But I really didn't. You know, I think for me, learning how to sing was just doing it ten million times. Um, you know, so I learned how to play bass there, but. Uh, you know, it was one of those things. Like I liked music, but I didn't really know if I had any talent or not. And Can I you thought, kick like, ass on the bass? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I have a good feel. I'm not like yeah. a you know, I'm not. You're not flea. Fla- I'm not flat. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm no flea. You can't pop. <laughs> I used to do that until Tuesday. There was popping. There, was, I just oh, yeah. listened to two Teal Tuesday popping. records. I sat there and I listened to them. Wow. I bought them. I, I came across them in that record store next to UCB, and I'm like, I'm going to see her sometime, yeah. and I'm going to have these records. Yeah. But uh, but that sound was I can't even imagine when you listen or if have you listened to them? I haven't. Uh-uh. Like in how long? For. Uh, decades but like is that a shame closet for you or is it just part of your growth it's it's partly it's probably both i mean you know there's always an impulse to distance yourself from stuff you did that you're like i'm not into into that at all (laughs) um i'd sing in a totally different way you do I mean, there was just, I, see, I couldn't sing. I, I, I no, feel no. like that demonstrates pretty well that I couldn't sing. I don't think that's true. I think that that um, the music, the sound of the time, like production-wise, was so uh, specific yeah. that I, I think that you just sang to match what was happening. I think some of it was you, you could never hear yourself because uh, monitors and clubs were so bad. So I, so it was just shouty, you know, like, ah, 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 ah. No, <laughs> but, I mean, trying to shout. Voices Carry was, is a huge song. It's <laughs> very important to a lot of little girls out there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I have to assume <laughs> that you, that, and, and I'm not trying to be, you know, weird or I'm not, but I mean, I have to assume you have fans that that probably came to you when they were 14. Some, I, you know, I mean, I do, I, I don't know if my audience now is comprised of that much of people. There's got to be a couple. People. That's never I, happened to you? No, it's I mean, there's, like, there's some. You, you know, changed the, my life. The, the second Till Tuesday record just like changed my life. Come on, one now way lessened. I mean, right. I I do get comments on on. My I think other it's a sweet more. thing. Yeah, I I agree. And I agree. do you dismiss those people? It's like, oh, that wasn't. No, me. I don't dismiss it. But nor do I routinely play voices carry when I play shows. <laughs> yeah, have you yeah. ever? I sometimes I will, depending on if the audience is super awesome and there's a vibe. Yeah. You know how it is. Do you strip it down? Or you do it with the whole band, or you do some weird strip acoustic version? Yeah, yeah, band, yeah. Band doesn't know it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we're not rehearsing it. <laughs> we're not. Band's like, well, this is pretty simple. It's three chords. I can follow along. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> so, where? But you didn't grow up in Boston, right? No, I I just went there to go to school. I grew up in Virginia. Did you run away? From Virginia? <laughs> I, absolutely. <laughs> like where in Virginia? Like a Richmond. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. You know, Richmond is great. It just never can get its shit together. It yeah. just like it's 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 feels like it's almost it could have like a little scene. It just can't make it. It just can't make it happen. It still doesn't. Maybe there's a scene that I don't know about, but you know, and I don't visit it very often. But you still have family there. They they don't live in 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 Richmond anymore. They, they ran live, away too. They live in in Virginia, in the middle of nowhere. Really? Yeah. But like, um, like rural. Yeah, Northern Neck. I, I have no idea yeah, anything yeah, no, about Virginia. Yeah. Is it like uh, it's pretty? I've driven through it's it. It's pretty, yeah. Richmond, Virginia is uh, is a, a pretty town, but like it, it seems is. like a lot of those southern like uh, cities with a little money. Isn't Richmond's tobacco right? I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't that it's remember. Got like I, I feel it. like I, I went there, and I think that's where I went to the um, Philip Morris factory. Is yeah. that possible? Uh, that sounds possible. When did you leave there? When I was 18. Right away. Yeah, You're yeah. like I'm, bye. I went to Boston to go to school, stayed there, never went back. And what, what year was that? Like 1978. 19... Yeah? Yeah. And did you you just went to school, you didn't go to like start a rock band? Because you're a fucking rock star. 
I started a, I had like this little punk noise art rock outfit. Ah, the noise art rock outfit. Called uh, yeah. the, the Young Snakes. Ah. Fortunately, you did not know about that before I came. Uh-huh. Or you would be quizzing me no, in a not. more embarrassing way. Is this embarrassing? I think it's perfectly <laughs> reasonable. You've evolved into this uh, this genius, and I think it's important that people know that I saw you at a laundromat with a braided ponytail. <laughs> did you live over there? Where was it? In, in Brookline. Brookline, like, yep. Yeah. Like right by the Busy Bee Diner. I fucking love the Busy Bee. There you go. Peter and his son. You remember Peter, the bald guy who owned the place? And I his know. wife, everybody worked there. But do you remember the the old guy? It was like 80 years old who would come in in a black leather skirt. And eat? Yeah. Yeah, there was- That I, dude? Yeah. There, no explanation? Yeah. Black leather skirt? It was weird. Button down it, shirt? Not like, you know, not wearing a dress. I do remember that guy. Yeah. He was like short and he didn't walk very fast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I remember seeing that guy all the time. And I, I assumed that it was uh, some sort of problem. <laughs> like I, he needed. I didn't know that. I didn't there's think, no explanation. Like he needed easy access for his right. for his pocket for catheter. His, something yeah. for, his a, problem. Yeah. It, it, it for his problem. It didn't strike me as like a, a, a fashion choice, or he was struggling with any identity issues, or that he was. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it really looked to me like you know I don't know what's going on there. He's not. Not walking too fast, but I I didn't remember when he first brought him up. But I do remember he almost looked like an old boxer, yeah, like his face exactly. was kind of flat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you lived right around there. Yeah, I lived two blocks from there. And uh, the wine press, yeah, right. The I don't wa- remember the one. Store. That was that liquor know. store right there, like that big liquor Could, store right on that block. I'm gonna guarantee I never went in there. Really? Yeah. It's not your thing. It was not my thing. Busy bee. That's that's, that's about my it. Big, yeah. So okay. And the superette. So, like, I didn't realize that, um, like, I was remembering, because I was listening to those records, and I'm not trying to embarrass you, because you're very uh, uh, comedy-friendly. Yes. You're, uh, you, I'm comedy-friendly. Yeah, you've been hanging I'm around. I'm a friend of comedy. The, the alt-comedy scene since <laughs> alt-comedy was invented. I, I, you, it's weird. I remember seeing you at the original Largo. Yeah. Me being very drunk. I, I think I apologized to you for something that I did, and, and then I, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I can't. I don't but, either. Yeah, I've let it go, and clearly yeah. it didn't have any impact on I, you. <laughs> I, I remember it was at Largo. I was shit faced drunk, and uh, you know, I walked up to you and Michael, and I said something horrible and ridiculous I and inappropriate. Now I wish I could remember. Yeah, I wish I could remember I it. I don't too. feel like it was that inappropriate. But did, it, it probably okay. Maybe yeah. it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I also realized that the guitar player from Till Tuesday, who I thought was a woman for yeah. many years. Doesn't he have some connection to Kenny Rogerson, the comic? Isn't his uh, isn't oh, his his wife married? Sister to... was married to him, I think. Right? Yeah, I don't know this comic. I feel bad because well, he's an like, old Boston guy. He's yeah, hilarious. Old Boston guy that I should know him. But yeah, yeah. I just I just want to make sure I knew that connection. Yeah. But where did the connection with you and comedy start? Um, from going, you know, from doing comedy, going to comedy nights at Largo. That was just, it, and just seeing all you guys. Yeah. And and you, yeah. you just took to it because like you know you you stick around. It's got a small dressing room. You go back, you say hi, and you you know you meet people. I mean, it's a small place. It's hard to you know, after you, a while. Were you a comedy person growing up? No, I not at all, not at all. I mean, I in fact was, <laughs> you know, had that. Uh, I don't know. I I I, I never wanted to see comedy. I th- I think yeah. honestly, I probably thought that. Uh, uh, people would splash me with something in the front row if I, like, I think I thought all comedy <laughs> you, was Gallagher or you something. You knew you were going to be embarrassed yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah. That it was, it was going to be embarrassing yeah, and yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, not comfortable. Right. Yeah. So you just stayed away from it. <laughs> That's right. But Largo was sort of like this weird creative mecca 
like did you perform there as well right yeah yeah so that's how it all started is that where you did you know like where did you meet like you know john bryan paul thomas anderson all those fuckers john i met in boston because he was we worked together he he was a new haven guy and he came came up to boston he was friends with a guy who owned a studio that i did a lot of work at so yeah we he came out here first and then and a bunch of my friends moved out to la and then i sort of followed like uh, there was a Boston crew yeah. of people that, uh, uh, what, what was the plan coming to L.A.? I mean, what, did you play at the Rat and everything you did, right? Yeah, I did all that. I played every every club in Boston. You yeah. remember that guy? Yes, I do. Mitch, he was awesome. Yeah, Mitch with the voice box. I him. I kind the, of loved and him. And the, the matted yeah. gray hair. Yeah. What happened to that guy? He's He's gone. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. Do you remember Mr. Butch? The- I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have not thought, literally not thought of Mr. Butch in like 30 he's, years. I think he's gone, too. Oh, really? Something, I don't think it ended well with him. God, Mr. Butch, yeah. Have you been to Boston lately? Not not in a while. It's I all, to play, but not to It's all out. erased. Yeah, th- and there's neighborhoods that, that used to be like really dumpy that are like... The, Somerville? Cool, yeah, happening. Yeah. Whoever thought Somerville would be anything. Somerville was like the... Uh, it, it was almost like... Um, it was the, the the building equivalent of cancer. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like it, it literally. It felt malignant to me that like it, I, I felt like I was I lived there for two years. I thought I was living in a cancerous. Lung. Yeah, those sort of clabbered houses that I, that really get, yeah that really has it's the, just, with the chain link fence around the tiny yard. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and there was I just remember cigarette smoking everywhere. It was the yeah. first time I came in contact with the uh, Dunkin' Donuts big one. Like I remember when Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> start first started making these coffees, and I had to have it. It's all Somerville related. Yeah, I was there when Redbones opened. And yeah, then I moved yeah, yeah, that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning. So, all right. So let's 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 talk about the shift from being a a uh, uh, a post punk pop goddess. <laughs> Thank you. To uh, to this like you know a, a, amazing empowered uh, singer songwriter lady. Can we just can I can I do that? Can I can I, we? Oh, you, yes, you, because like the difference between like there was like what three or four years between the last Till Tuesday record and your first record. Like that's probably that's probably true. Yeah. Well, we got into one of those, uh, you know, rec- typical record company situations where they said, uh, "Well, we don't want to. We don't don't know if we want to renew your contract because we don't. We're not really into what you're doing, but we don't want want to let you go either because you might go have a hit with someone else." And then you know, so we, they just kept so you're us, prisoner. Yeah, a prisoner for three years. The so. whole band was. Well, at that point, it wasn't much of a band. It was me and the drummer, the keyboard player, and the guitar player had left to do other things. Yeah, how'd that work out? <laughs> you know, they pe- do all right. People are happy. Good for good, good for them. And honestly, like I was, you know, I was writing in a totally different style. And right. Well, when, how did how does that start? I mean, what, what because like I listen to your music and it, it makes me thoughtful and and uh, sad in a good way. <laughs> like like I listen like because I, I I can honestly emotionally only handle so much at a time. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Are you being insulted right now? No. Oh. Did, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Well, I am the same way. I mean. But what, what made, like, because I, I, when I talk to musicians, it's not my wheelhouse. You know, I can play the guitar, but not well. You know, I remember one time I tried to play with... We've done uh, some jamming. I tried to play with yeah. Michael, and, 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 and then it got ugly very quickly. No, what happened? <laughs> Wait, you were sitting over here that night you guys came over. What did over. he say? 
Well, nothing. All I know how to do is noodle with blues and play dumb blues leads. It's more than I know how to do. I, I, I can just play chords. Right. At but least you yeah, can noodle. Yeah, but they're great. And I, I remember I was noodling and, 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 and Michael was like, yeah, there's that. And there's all. Uh, oh, well, there was this sort he's of, a tough customer in every respect. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here with two pop wizards doing my sad country blues licks, feeling very small. I was beaten down by the pop cock that night is what happened. <laughs> The chords won. I can, uh, I can sadly, you know, like Michael. Michael has he's he's got a face that can re- that really sort of put puts you in your place because he's his his face is so yeah. so immobile and so, he keeps such a straight not an face. easy read that Michael not not a read not, there's no read. How long have you been married? Fifteen years. That's amazing. It's isn't amazing. It? Yeah. How did you meet that guy? Um, I think f- through a producer that we had both both worked with. And did, does he influence you he's, musically? His music has influenced me, yeah. I mean, I, not sort of like I hear stuff that he works on now, but, but <laughs> having been a fan of his, he, he, has a, he has a very interesting approach to chords, and there's certain kind of chords that he uses, and I, I was definitely influenced by that. Like the, like the, the, the whole pop thing, like in terms of using all those fancy minor chords, and like I'm yeah. very much a one four five person. Oh, yeah. I'm just a, a blues based. I got to stick minor in. Brain. I got to stick some minors yeah, in you there. Got, there's yeah. always that weird curveball minor yeah. where you're like, oh, where are we now? Yeah. And then, you, you know, you have melody and all that stuff. I mean, who were the primary, like when, like when you were younger and starting to come into your own musically, I mean, what were the bands that were like, holy fuck, I need to do that? I was more, more interested in, in the kind of great songwriters. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't really about the band and the spectacle of the band for me. So, you know, I was, I mean, I love the Beatles, obviously, but I didn't really care that much for the Rolling Stones. Um, see, there you go. Yeah. So you're, you're on that. You're on the other side. I mean, that's, I just bought the Beatles box. I mean, I get yeah. the Beatles. I'm, I'm not sure you get them. I'm not sure you get them. Here's what I say about the Beatles. Anytime I listen to a Beatles album after the first three, I say, where the fuck did this come from? If I listen to Revolver, I'm like, this is timeless. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. They they were tapped in. They were channeling some sort of you know mystical, eternal like vibration that I completely appreciate it. I just bought the box. What do you want? I, from I, me? I, I, that, that, I'm not going to buy know, a Rolling that's Stones exactly, box. That's exactly what I want from you. Is that, that to know exactly, that I, I yeah. bought the box? Yeah. Did you buy it? No. Why? Because you have them already? No, because I'm I'm lazy. I'm like literally too fucking lazy to listen to music. When was the last time you listened to Revolver on vinyl? A million years ago. See, Where, why aren't you living the life? I, it's ridiculous. We, I know. We, I've been. We don't even have like a turntable set up, or we have one and it's broken. But you we're too in, lazy to get it fixed. You live in that small gothic castle <laughs> up there. In- <laughs> Where you live, you can't no underestimate t- my laziness. You really can't. But it, like, I remember being over there, and it was like a museum of things. I cannot believe Michael does not have a fucking turntable. We have one, and it's broken. Actually, we just discussed it. That's that's our Christmas present <laughs> to each other: is that we're going to get a new turntable, a new amplifier. We're going to set it up and fucking listen to records. You're just going to sit there and listen to records yeah. spitefully. We owe this to ourselves. <laughs> yes, that's right. We're musicians. Damn it. We should have this. Yeah, this, this- is our working out. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> this is our... Are you going to buy a fancy tube app? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, tubes. That's what I did. I bought tubes. I love it. And now I sit there and I go, am I telling him a difference? I think I'm telling a difference. I can tell the difference. He will say that he can tell the difference. Of course and, he will. You know what? That's he has good enough to. for me. He has to say <laughs> yeah, that. That's good enough. If, if, if he were to say to you, like, if you were to go out and spend $12,000, which is too much. Yeah, don't do that. We're not doing that. Let's say hypothetically, you go spend $12,000 on a Macintosh wow. and you sat down with Michael and he said, I don't get it. I, I that I, you would have to videotape that moment. I 
But what what do you mean songwriters? Just like Lennon and McCartney or like like you know Cole Porter? What are we talking? About? Um, well, I I really really liked early Elton John stuff. I thought that you know his melodies are just terrific. And, it is amazing, isn't and, it? And um, you know, and I and I kind of appreciated that the the lyrics attempted to tell some like a different story every time. I mm-hmm. did think that was interesting. Um, Neil Young, you know. Yeah, he's another guy. Like both of those guys, like outside of a couple records, they're sort of timeless. Yeah, I think your music's like that too. I think that they're outside of well, you know, the Till Tuesday stuff, which is production dated. Yeah, that like any of Heavily. your records, like you could be like, this could happen any time. That is very sweet of you to say. Thank you. And, and That's exactly the compliment that I would like to get. <laughs> your timeless artist. There's nothing <laughs> dating any of your except for your emotional fluctuations throughout it all. <laughs> so, sometimes. Sometimes up, sometimes much not up. What what is the, <laughs> what is the uppest? The, the, is are, are uh, there celebratory songs where you're, no, you're, <laughs> no. Have you have you ever written a song where you're like, oh, this is too fucking chipper? It's it, you know what? As soon as I start, it's just boring. I mean, it it, it it's it's dull to me. I, I I just think it's you know I can't I can't keep an interest in it. Like it's you in know writing because, a, a happy song. Yeah, I mean I, I I guess because I don't know. Like supposedly the essence of drama is conflict. So if there's no conflict, it's just there's no like it's not you know it's just not that interesting. What when was the when when you started writing songs that were more in the voice that you you um you sing in now and that you feel in now was it because your voice is completely different and obviously the writing style is completely different was there a, a moment where you knew that you were onto something can you write for yourself effectively like was there a moment where you're like oh this is who i am yeah i there's you know probably songs that were more that were more in the wheelhouse or inspired by the older stuff that i used to listen to like you know like neil youngy acoustic guitar stuff i think that that is always kind of more in my wheelhouse that's where i feel like really solid do you think that neil young plays exceedingly long guitar solos live <laughs> i've never seen him live what do you do you just sit at home there's a lot of sitting at home you've never Look, seen him live i go to comedy shows what do you want i have a life of some <laughs> you just did a video with tom sharpling yeah, for exactly. your song i know which, people and that was based on your old video sometimes right? there's iChats. <laughs> i don't even do that anymore sometimes there's twitter with David Anth- Dave I, Anthony, I used to eye chat with you sometimes, back in the day. Sometimes he says something horribly insulting. I just I'm all worked up because of him right now. Yeah, like I like I know that there's just a nightmare going on in my Twitter feed right I, now. Yeah, I keep hearing I keep hearing you get you're getting alerts. Yeah, and you just and you're twitching every time the alert. Now, happens. Where are those coming in from? Do I have? A, is there? Some, is it my phone? Where? Is, I hope is it's that? not mine because then I'll feel really terrible. Well, yeah, my computer. It must have been mine. Yeah. I apologize. So, all right, so what about that Sharpling video? That was a riff on the old days, right? You know what? We're both friends with Sharpling. I think he is the fucking greatest. Yeah. I think he's the greatest. I think he's got the greatest ideas. He's great to work with. But I watched the videos. Awesome. That was the one with, and John Hamm's in it, too, right? Yeah. And it was a takeoff on your old music video, Yeah, it was right? a shot-by-shot shot remake of Voices Carry. Yeah. yeah. And was that, uh, it was very funny. It was really good. Not my idea. It was all Tom's idea? Of course, yeah. And to see John Hamm actually do some character work, that was a... <laughs> That was, <laughs> that was good. Unusual to see him do comedy. No, he, well, he never does, happens. He, he tries to. I mean, he does it. He shows up in movies, but he's usually some version of himself. That was literally the first time I ever saw him do sort of a broad. Oh, he's done a ton, like, he's done a ton of comedy. Right, but yeah. but that broad, like he was actually like talking in an accent and that's doing a, the whole business. No, that's that's true. I think John Hamm is pretty great. All right, so let's talk about all the uh, the the fucked up relationships that made great songs for you. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's, let's write a list let's, of names. Let's, let's, let's decode some of the albums. <laughs> like, um, like what was the last one? I, oh, I was listening to The Forgotten Arm. Now, are there a lot of songs based on a particular person on that, on that album? Yeah. And who's that person? Uh, a friend of mine who is a very hardcore drug addict. Yeah. Who probably is not sober to this date. Yeah. And it's someone yeah. you used to date back in the day? No. no just no, a no. friend of yours? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, because I, I, I know that, like, I am a drug addict person, and I'm crazy. Yeah. And and I know that um, that you're not. Oh, I'm fucking crazy. I know. Are I know you you're crazy, your but you're not a drug addict. No, I'm not a drug addict. You're the compliment to us. Yeah. And so what was it? What was the relationship with this? What, what's fascinating about, you know, what, what was his struggle that resonated with you? I I think I mean I think I relate to to the drug addiction struggle because I relate to the the intractable obsessive thinking. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I've struggled with that all my life, and and you know anxiety and depression and and you know just literal literal craziness, like where you're doing and thinking and saying things that are completely antithetical to to your yeah. your value system or your what you consider your your personality, and yeah. you know just acting like a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you have you figured out that, how to fix it? You know, can it's, you help me out? Yeah, I, but you know the answers. I mean, you know, well, I know I, the, I know we have the same you know, you uh, work, approach. You work the program a bit, but yeah. like the anxiety thing. I mean, do you find like do you experience prolonged depressions or because I've decided that my anxiety actually causes me to be overwhelmed and then like manufacture depression. Oh, that's interesting. Like I don't feel like I'm I'm clinically or chemically depressed. I feel like I get so consumed with panic. That I literally go into some sort of weird well, seizure. I of... think, and I that that actually that makes total sense because I think what happens is that anxiety, when you get so over- overwhelmed, it shuts your system down because it thinks that depression is going to keep you, you know, g- help you go under the wave, and and right. you know, and shut right. you down in almost like a kind of a hibernation. Right. Yeah. And uh, do you, uh, so that that's uh, that happens to you too. I think yeah, I've experienced I get overwhelmed very easily, so I have to be I have to be really careful. You know, it's uh, I mean some of it is, you know, self-care. You yeah. Don't, you don't stay up late. You yeah. don't you don't get, you know, you don't get overwhelmed. You don't get involved in uh, overly intense, you know, you keep your the intensity at at bay. Yeah. I mean that it's I, you know, it's like you have to be really careful. You have to be ca- you know, thinking It's exhausting. Yeah. Your feelings follow your thinking, so you have to be careful about what you're drama. thinking. Drama, no drama. Good good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard. It's really hard because drama is very distracting. And if you're depressed or anxious, you think drama's going to be like it. But drama you, feels like an answer. But you, but it's not a conscious decision like that. No, nope. right? No, it's it's just happening. All of a sudden, you're Fucking yelling, happens. and there's something broken, yeah. and someone's crying. Yeah, and you're like, "How did we get here?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, "I don't know, but I feel relieved <laughs> and and apologetic." Yeah. <laughs> do you fight? Do you guys fight a lot? No, no, you know? we're not fighters. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a thrower. No, no fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But the drama is always just internal, you know, obsessing about stuff. Do you use like songwriting and and the poetry of it all to to sort of, you know, live the drama out in a safe way? I don't know. I, I don't know if it works that way. I mean, I do think that there's something that that's positive about writing about it, if only to to kind of delineate what you're really feeling and thinking. Um, do you write every day? I've started to, but I never did before. Just in the last couple months, I've, I, I make a, 
I make a point of sitting down and, and doing a little writing every day. Not on tour, but when I'm at home. Is it journaling kind of stuff, or is it like actual songwriting? No, I pick up the guitar and I actually work on stuff, yeah. there's no I don't write down anything in a journal or a notebook anymore. That's those days are behind you. Yeah, I just don't. I don't because it, I don't know. I think it's, it's it's kind of you because it's not about the you know what what you're working on is is I don't know. It's more about staying present. You yeah, know, you yeah, have yeah. to stay present for the song you're working on. You know, you kind Did, of making notes on other thing and then trying to jam them into the thing you're doing now. I does it usually start with like a phrase? It's all. It's it? always starts with music. Almost always. Really? Yeah. So you get a melody first? Yeah, because the because the music puts you in a mood and then you're like in that mood and then it's it's easier to write about it like it's almost, you know, this kind of you know, recall. But but see that's why it's it's dangerous because if you come up on a piece of music that really triggers you in a certain direction, I mean, I can get into a weird place. It's Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah. Like just because of uh, the tone of it? Yeah. Or the, the, like the, the can, feeling of the chords. Like you can, because yeah. it has that effect. I mean, there are songs, like, because I'm not a you huge. You get triggered. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge. Well, uh, well, triggered's a, a, a sort of uh, the um, the clinical phrase for inspired, I think, on some. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's at least half trigger, like maybe part inspiration, but 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 part trigger. I mean, I, you know, I have to be careful because sometimes I have to go, you know what? This is great, but it is not worth it to get into some weird crying jag because suddenly, like, I'm back in 1963. Really? Yeah. Just from chords? Yeah. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm not saying it happens a lot, but no, it definitely but, happened. But can you identify where you go? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because a, a lot of it is like, you know when you tell somebody a dream yeah. and then you hear your, the words come out of your mouth and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's so obvious. Like, But, I, but you know, when you're having the dream, it doesn't seem sure. obvious. It's kind of like that. You know, right. I'll write something, I'll write a line, I'll sing it back to myself and then I go, holy shit. You know, and it just is like this sort of obvious, heartbreaking thing that well, <laughs> I have to set aside. Like, wh- wh- like what? Like in, in your mind, I mean, is is like, it, because I definitely know some of my first experiences with feeling, I don't know if I could identify trauma or not, but there are certain chord progressions that, that used to consistently take me to another place. Yeah. And and it, it was a relatively comfortable place, but it, it wasn't a happy place. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, like there were songs that I would hear when I was a kid that would, you know, literally, you know, you know make me cry. Yeah because of the story but for me like i'm a big chords person like i'm not a big listener of words like i i have to be moved by by the music mm-hmm. and certain things just you know but I, I i rarely can identify a place that they take me back to other than just a feeling i think it's probably more a function of writing it yourself you know and then yeah. you, you write it and you read it back and then you you know you're like obviously i know what that refers to even though when i wrote it i just thought it was a line well, what was your childhood like what did your old man do um, he was in advertising, but, um, you know, my childhood was pretty fragmented. My mother left when I was three years old. There was a lot of drama ar- around that because she ran off with a with a guy and he was married and, and they took me and my father didn't know where I was. And, it, you know, so it was just like a lot of... Really? Yeah, there was a lot of drama. How did that play out? I was eventually found and, and brought back, but, you know, it was probably like nine months later and so you were a three-year-old yeah your mom kidnapped you with yeah. this dude that she ran off with who yeah. was also married yeah. and took you to another state or uh, out of the country really yeah. Did, am i supposed to know this no i mean <laughs> <laughs> we mean like should you not know it well well no 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 no. i mean like I, I i don't know if we ever talked about it before but I don't, that's, I don't think so i don't know that's like where like so you, this is from virginia yeah she and where'd they take you 
I think we were we wound up in England, but we I think we spent some time in in Germany. I remember being in in Amsterdam. What was the plan? I don't know what the plan was. I think he was going to get a job. The guy was and just move. Yeah, they were moving there. It, uh, just overnightish. Yeah. Did they both get divorced before they did this? I don't think so. Wow. And he took his kids because he had kids. Yeah. So, so it's it like, like here's your new family. Yeah. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a brother. And he didn't get taken. No. But he was older. How much older? And he's also, you know, like I was a very tractable child, and he is he, you know, he's the guy who sees stuff and tells it like it is. So yeah. I think it was probably been uh, not a great. Not a great move, you know. If he was he was taken along with that, I mean, he would have, you know, he would have found a phone and called somebody. Probably is he uh, uh, around? Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He, does he live over here? He's in Virginia, or he's in D.C. Are you in touch? Oh yeah. You're you're good. Yeah, we're good. So wait, so now I'm I'm a little fascinated with the with the backstory. It's here. a crazy story. Well, it's I've only gotten the beginning yeah. of it here. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he okay. So okay. So that you're kidnapped. You're yeah. taken abroad, yes, by your mother who's had enough and, yeah. and run off with this man. Yeah, was this a guy from the neighborhood? Somebody that yeah. your father knew? Uh, somebody who worked for my father. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's uh, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama. And, in it, Mark. And, uh, right, so did did someone have to go international to get you? My father had um, hired a private detective, but I think he found out where I was by accident because. Um, you know, he was in advertising. He was in the same business. Yeah. And I, th- I think how I was found was that my father just, you know, in the course of doing business had run into a guy who said, oh, I, I saw that uh, I saw that guy that used to work for you. And it, and it was him. And, you know, you and he was like, oh, well, where did you see him? So you were just missing? I was missing. Yeah. And your mother was just missing? Yeah. So there was all that for your dad was like, you know, are they dead? Are no, they I not? mean, I think he knew what, oh, okay. the, what okay. the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd gone, you know, I was visiting them and I never came back. You know, we never, they, right. she never brought me back. Yeah. Okay, so so th- does your father fly overseas and get you? I don't, you know, I don't know. I think she flew back with me and then I, and I was taken to my grandparents for a month, which is crazy. Like, I mean, it's all fucking crazy. Have you ever kind of like sat them down or him down and gotten he, the deets on this? Thing? Yeah, he's told he told me most of this. Um, she obviously doesn't. I I know her now, but I didn't. You know, I I sort of didn't really see her until, you know, I got back in touch with her in my mid twenties. But uh, she obviously doesn't really want to talk about it. So she was out of the picture that whole time. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And and it's it's bananas. <laughs> oh, here's a here's another detail. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh, I, I think we were all staying at a hotel or something, and um, he, uh, I was at, I was three years old playing out playing by myself in the parking lot, and he hit me with a car and knocked me unconscious. The other guy, yeah, the guy, the boyfriend, on purpose. I'm I probably not. Oh my god, probably not. But he did yell at me for causing an accident. <laughs> for 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 causing for being in the street yeah. in front of his car. That's right. <laughs> So that that is some that that I've never heard of child abuse where the child was hit by an automobile. <laughs> that, you were you were not just hit, you were hit by an automobile and then blamed for that. Yeah. Well, look, it was only a VW bug. Oh, so, you know, yeah. what you, you what could you could have won. I could have. <laughs> you should have stood up to the car, kid. I know. 
I was wearing my Superman outfit. Uh huh. So, so so he was just testing. Just, yeah. yeah, he's testing yeah. you. Are they still together? No. So okay, so you grow up with your dad. Yeah. Who's a good guy? Yeah, he's a good guy. He took care of you. And yeah, and he he got remarried, and she had a couple of kids. Yeah, you know, it was like chaos, chaos, chaos. But was she all right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now, how about, how about these half siblings? Do you? Um, I don't. I, I'm friendly with them, but I don't talk to them very often. But you're, you're yeah. closest with your brother. Yeah. And you talk to your dad occasionally. Yeah. 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 Did you sort it out with him? Did you like? Was there ever we're, a sort of sit we're down? Cool. You're cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're cool. Isn't that weird when people ask you stuff like that? Like, uh, so do you ever resolve that with your parents? How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, there's no like, there's no conversation you can have. Where you're like, all right, can you just you know give me back what you 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 took, or yeah. or could you give me what you didn't give me? Yeah. Now and they're like, no. It and, all and, right. And you know what? It doesn't work. I mean, honestly, like my my attitude is life is messy for everybody. I, I mean, think it's, that's a good. Way it's to fucking think hard. It. It's hard out there, man. And and I get it. You know, like I get. Uh, I I certainly understand and have compassion for why it's why you make uh, d- you know decisions that. Uh, that don't seem that don't seem smart and and end up damaging other people, you know, because because it's sometimes the the right answer is not obvious and some and like everybody's crazy, you know, right. like everybody's operating at a deficit, and everybody's operating out of obsession and fear and and desperation and longing, need for uh, relief and comfort. Yeah, I you know I get it. So nurturing. You know, yeah, life is messy. So it fucking is, right? I know, man. It's not hard <laughs> for anybody. It's not easy for anyone. I don't think so. Isn't that weird when you realize that? Yeah. Because I was at a I was at a thing yesterday, uh, you know the secret meetings, and uh, you know they were talking about humility, and uh, you, they, there are these words that get thrown around a lot, you know, like humility and self centered fear and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when you really start to realize that you know all that fear is so infantile in yeah. its in its in in the way it's formed. It's like, why can't I have that? And or you can't have this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't take that from me, and please give me that, or I'm not going to get enough and that kind of shit. And then humility, like I don't think that I was a full person until my heart was destroyed. Yeah. And there's and and I don't know that that's an unusual way for it to happen. It's like it's sometimes yeah, sometimes that's the way it has to happen. I mean, like it, it. Well, it sounds to me like you know, with you, and I think that with me as well, because of of emotional neglect, that you know, people underestimate just how fucking heartbreaking all of it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a rare person that was so thoroughly nurtured and 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 properly cared for that 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 original heartbreak doesn't exist you, yeah. you know the heartbreak of being born <laughs> i i know and parenting's hard you know parenting's hard i don't know how people do it i really don't how I mean, come you've avoided children having them come out of you well, or buying one i never <laughs> i never really wanted to i mean i never had that maternal thing where you know i don't think babies are that cute i th- <laughs> you know like i think kittens are cute that's as close as i can come um yeah. You know, I don't really have a maternal thing. I I just thought it would be a disaster to, you know, to have a child. And also like I think you really do need to have a consistent role model to, you know, of parenting. Yeah. Um to to pass that on to your kids and 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 you know what? Uh, easily overwhelmed, easily stressed, prone to, panic. to heavy panic and anxiety. That's 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 not a great parent. Yeah, it's not good for you know? a kid yeah. if they're panicking and you're like, I don't know what to do either. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I, I had those parents. Yeah, 
Oh God, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, what? I, I, I'm, I'm three. I'm supposed to figure it out? <laughs> no guidance at all yeah. here? I'm a toddler. You want me to figure out? Yeah. Oh my God. So, it, it, oh, but the humility thing, like I just, like the great gift of being left, which, which I, you know, we became friends for that brief window in time right after that shit went down. Yeah. And, you know, there was no seeing my way through it at that time. You know, I was devastated. But, you know, as as the, the one thing it taught me was that uh, my own personal emotional limitations, uh, you know, to sort of it, it, there's nothing like heartbreak if you handle it properly to realize that, like, you don't have control of, the, of other people. Yeah. You know, things are going to happen that you, you don't see coming. Yeah. Uh, you may have behaved in a certain way. All the things that you're supposed to learn as an adult can happen with heartbreak yeah. if you don't get bitter and decide to hate women yeah yeah <laughs> and which direction did you go in <laughs> I, I went the good way the hating women way. <laughs> i'm gonna protect myself from all of you yeah <laughs> no I, yeah. I i i'm very uh i i i'm much uh i was humbled and i needed it it's tough to 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 really fully accept and i you know part of the program like i work on this literally every day the idea that you cannot control other people you can't control what they think they are going to think bad shit about you maybe but uh, you shouldn't assume that or no, or decide but, that that's happening but you either. just can't but you can't you can't control it like it's not it's not up to you and and you know the other thing that that the way to look at it that helps me is i go like look people deserve the dignity to have their own thoughts and feelings even if they're negatively about you but why do you assume that people are being negative about well, you? It's when they when it is, you oh, know, you, or, or when there's happen. like a you know, or when there's a fear. You know what that's like. No, like, I do. But a lot you of say t- something, you're like, oh my god, they think I'm a jerk. What can I do? You know, like, yeah, and you're like you can't some- do anything. But that's still something you're making. You make amends, maybe. But if, you're making it yeah. up. I mean, most of the time, I think people are like, that guy's a dick or that guy's this, and like, you know what they're thinking about themselves. Yeah. I mean, rarely, you know, unless you have a, a tremendous amount of very focused, horrible charisma. You know, do do you like you know leave that big? Of, I happen to have those things, but but do you leave an impression that's really contemptible? But suppose uh, you know, I guess my point is, yeah. you know, like, well, what if it's true? What if they do think you're a dick? I mean, sometimes the answer is they do think you're a dick, and you just have to accept it and say they're allowed to think that. Really, you can't try to sell them on another way. You're <laughs> like, no, but you don't know me. That was the one. But it's it's the striving is exhausting, <laughs> don't you think? Like the striving and the maneuvering and the manipulating. Like yeah. you know, how about if I dance over here? Like what about this joke yeah, about or suppose now? some flattery? Suppose yeah. I stick that in or how yeah. about I bond? Yeah, what about yeah, eye yeah. contact? Yeah. Maybe that'll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so self-conscious. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's not a terrible thing, though. You know? I don't know. I, I think that self-awareness is good. Self-consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that can be a little bit of an obstacle. So Yeah. Self-consciousness to me is that is the worry in what other people think of me. And then self-awareness is, is like uh, being aware that I'm worrying about it and accepting that I can't change it. Right. And But what about the other part, which is like there's a real good chance that I'm manufacturing all of this and that person does not think these things at all. Yeah, I guess just accepting that, you know, <laughs> accepting the word, you know, that like maybe it is true and maybe it's not, but you have to accept it either okay. way. Yeah, right, that good. to me, that's, so, yeah, that's comforting. Yeah. yeah, I just can't, I can't imagine that there are people actively hating on, on you right now. No, I, but I you know, it's like you want everybody to think you're awesome. <laughs> you know how that is. It's, got, it's awesome or nothing, Mark. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've, I've let some of that go. 
I, I just take. I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'm trying not to. You know, to die broke and have health insurance. <laughs> that's a, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the big agenda, and, and also trying to to manage uh, uh, my girlfriend somehow. I should be going. To- <laughs> manage. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know that. You yeah. know the managing thing. Managing. Yeah. <laughs> managing managing other and people. control. And no, I can't. No, I have no control. But yeah. Yeah, I think I can apply some management skills. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong? Yeah, Is we that- have a program for this. I, I know. I've, I've avoided it. <laughs> I, I, I hold it responsible for destroying my marriage, which needed to happen. I'm, I'm adverse. I'm Alanon adverse. Yeah. All right. So okay. So you're three years old. You get ab- uh, abducted. You're brought back. Yeah. And your dad's like, okay, your mom's crazy. No, he doesn't talk about it. But even then, like there's growing no up, no, there's zero. Yeah, there's not any conversation. So w- as as a child growing up, uh, knowing that this mother is elsewhere, and you're not in touch with her at all. Yeah. I mean, what was the narrative in the house? There, there was no, there was no conversation about it. There was no. She's narrative. just gone. Yeah, but you knew she wasn't dead. Sort of. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, my my response, you know, my uh, pathology, if you will, is mm-hmm. uh, is dissociation, and I, you know, I was just a, uh, I was just, uh, you know, in a, in a profoundly dissociated state, and I didn't do a lot of thinking about it or wondering i you know i was just uh i was just sleepwalking through most of your life yeah wow i so you were numb i'm trying to understand so you just you know in all ways you know that that the trauma of whatever happened when you were like three kind of disassociated you from from yeah. everything yeah because it just shattered your world like you know, I guess, I guess, I, I, you know, I think that uh, just being separated from a parent induces this real paralyzing fear because you're, you know, you you feel that your your life is really dependent on your, you know, your parent being, you know, caring about you and right. literally feeding you. Right. So I, you know, and I think just the the the, the interruption in in caregiving was very tough because I. You know, I, when I left my father, I didn't see him for nine months, which is an enormous amount of time for a, a, a three-year-old. A three-year-old. Yeah. And then when I came back, he was kind of like a stranger. And then I didn't see my mother. So I think I just had that thing of like I felt very, very untethered from people. I didn't know how to connect to people in any kind of way. Uh-huh. And, you know, so that's, you know. Do you have abandonment shit now? Oh, huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's like I deal with it and process it all the time. But it's it's always like encroaching. Like it's very easily triggered. Well, because it, it seems like like even in the tone of your music that there is that I don't even. It's hard to tell, but like there, no one sounds like you, you, you know. Uh, it, and it's it's not just about the way you're singing, but just the way the chords are and the, and the way the sound of it is. And it, and it, it it's like hearing the story. It kind of it, it kind of makes sense that you, you've created this own space, and it's this it, it's not a it's not a longing. It's it's almost like a, a, an acceptance of 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 a heavy heartedness. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? To accept? No, I mean in, in the sound of the In the, the sound idea. of I, probably. I mean I'm sure that the the chords and the melodies that I gravitate towards I probably gravitate towards because they have a certain resonance, you know, for me, for my you know, like whatever the yeah. bigger things are. And when you reached out to your mother, what when was that, what 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 brought that on? Um my brother worked in the town that she lived in and got in touch with her. So, you know, we 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 saw her and you know we You went together? Yeah. I mean, he called you and said, I yeah. found her. Yeah, and then he got in touch with her, and then we went out to see her for, it was like on Christmas or something. And what state was her life in? Um, You know, I don't know. I, I, I think, 
I, honestly, like, I don't know how to. I think she she's kind of depressed. Maybe. I mean, I don't really. No. You know. what, what was the what was the what the feeling when you did it when you showed up? I mean, was she open to it or did you kind of like? Yeah. You know? Yeah, but but I, you know, I mean, I do always have the sense that there's you know just she doesn't want to really talk about the past right. too much. And Does she have another family it. and whatnot? She had two two kids with this guy. Oh, really? And um, and I'm friendly friendly with them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Are any of them in show business? Um, the the my sister uh, Gretchen Seacrest is her, is her name. She's an amazing painter, and she's she kind of writes poetry and she writes songs. She's unbelievably creative. This is your half sister? Yeah, she's kind of phenomenal. And and um, and my brother uh, Christian is is uh, he sort of does advertising, but I think he paints and he's you know artistic and you know and they're like very super creative family. Wow. And well, advertise. I mean, like, was your dad like a madman kind of advertising? Was it that era? He, yeah, he he worked in uh, the advertising department of a pharmaceutical company. Mm. Yeah, so he was like the client. Yeah, <laughs> more the client. Take these. Yeah. Well, Robitussin. <laughs> oh, okay. Not very. Right. Not right. that exciting. So you've handled this argument <laughs> yeah. before. I went take the like, Robitussin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you cough. Yeah. It's not like Happy Pills. It was just cough <laughs> syrup. It's yeah. not. It's not bad. Yeah. It helps kids. <laughs> You said that you know, quick enough to know that you know when you've introduced the idea that your father was in advertising uh, for the pharmaceutical companies, you got a lot of those looks like, oh, a bad guy, huh? <laughs> no, it's cough syrup. <laughs> cough syrup's it's good. It's nice for kids who are sick. And like, I so is is it interesting to you that <laughs> that like uh, when you and Michael got together because he comes from a, a fairly publicly nutty family? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a couple of nutty brothers. <laughs> I mean, what, what was the interface there? Were you guys like, do it together? Did you form like a, a human island of protection from the nuttiness yeah, around you? Yeah, I think, I think Michael's response to his family was to, to go into his room and, and play his guitar. You know, and I think that was I, we we probably were pretty similar in that. I, th- yeah, disassociated. We yeah, both in in our room fo- <laughs> focusing on some other thing. Yeah. When did you start doing the guitar? Um, when I was like twelve, I got I got mono, so I was I was out for three weeks, and I was super bored. So I taught myself, you know, some chords on the guitar. And, and whose guitar was it? One of my brothers just had, hanging around had gotten it for Christmas. It was back in a closet. Were your brothers like rockers? No. 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 <laughs> they were. Sm- one of them was kind of sporty. How many you got? One of them was like a. Oh, you, you have know, one whole brother. Yeah, my my yeah my real brother I think was more, uh, you know, the bad seed of the neighborhood. He was kind of a bad boy. And, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Uh, knocking mailboxes off and. Probably yeah. <laughs> There's probably some mailboxes getting knocked off. I think mono has helped a lot of creative people make I that first so. leap into. <laughs> you know what? Being being stuck in one place and bored out of your mind is the key to creativity. Yeah. And once you started playing guitar, that was it. You you sort of felt like that was uh, that was the magic. You know, I mean, honestly, like once again, I was not like I didn't really have that much talent. I mean, I, you know, I could play a couple of songs, and I liked it. You have, a, and immense, I liked the idea of it. But I really, talent. you have immense talent. And maybe you. it was not Thank realized you. at that moment. I think that what was key for me was learning some stuff, learning some structure, and how how chord progressions work together. And as soon as I learned that, it like it, it really opened a door. But I'm a person who needs a lot of structure in order to be creative. On top of it, you paint too, right? I do some, yeah. I mean, I remember there was painting going. That's on. some real amateur yeah. shit, yeah. And you have cats. Love the cats. How many you got? Two. 
I lost one, you know. I know. I'm sorry to hear that. What's your cat situation uh, now? I got the two inside, and they're acting all freaked out all the time. I don't know what that's about. It seems like Monkey has lost a patch of hair. I don't know where it went or why. Uh, yeah. You know anything about that? Just a just a just bald. A, there's a bald you know, patch. Was it just a, a fight patch? Or no, a, I don't know who he's fighting with. It's weird. There's no blood or anything. I just noticed it today. Yeah. I heard sometimes that fleas can cause hair loss. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, you got you. Do they run? They run around outside. No, they don't. No, I don't know what the hell. All right, I can't. Okay. The the worry. Where, what cat place do you go to? Uh, Los Feliz Animal Hospital. Oh, that little place. Is it good? Yeah, but I mean that you know we. I go to been, Gateway. We haven't been there in a while. Yeah, I don't. You don't want to take them in. Are you? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You really don't want it's to. The take worst. Them in. Yeah. Yeah, I have two in the house, and then there's now. I, I think the strays that ran off Boomer. I don't know what happened Jeez. to Boomer. Yeah. I'm assuming a coyote. Mm. It's either a coyote or he's living somewhere. Yeah. You know, I hope he's living somewhere. Picked up another house. Yeah, I guess yeah. they do that. What the fuck is that about? I don't know. Better food? Yeah, what, I, I what were you feeding him? Uh, Dry food? Yeah. Uh, you I know, was. You know. Someone puts out some wet food yeah, and that's so the end you, of it. So you, Just like people. You got taken huh? by wet food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wet food pushers down the street. <laughs> the... What the fuck? So now I got this weird black deaf cat. There's oh. a deaf stray cat. You imagine that life? What do you mean death death cat? Deaf cat. He can't hear. He oh, can't deaf. hear anything. That's like And he's living in the wild, cannot hear. That's crazy. It is crazy. Wow. Like you can walk right up to it and he won't know you're there until he sees you and then he just explodes away. It's not good. It almost Ooh. disappears. But he's what? been out there for like a long time. Maybe he's got a great sense of smell. It, it's it's phenomenal. Okay, so Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> What's up with that guy? I don't. I rarely do the gossipy type of approach. Best segue ever from Deaf Cat. <laughs> he would understand. Um, <laughs> you know, Paul. I haven't seen in. You're not friends f- with him either. Forever, yeah. Was there a, de- a debacle with the Magnolia soundtrack? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. He's you know he got busy doing doing movies and living his. His intense life and is he you know. is he intense? He's pretty intense. Did yeah. you see that new movie? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was something to look at, right? Yeah. I think they should have just fucked though. I mean, really, it would have at the end. The dudes. Yeah. <laughs> was it? <laughs> would that have been too hard? Was it, is that too much to ask? Yeah. Could I they mean, just get it on? Yeah. Fine. At the end, I mean, come on. Isn't that what we're working towards? He's just going to sing to him. Like, let's get it on here. <laughs> let's resolve this fucking thing. If you're not going to write about something, if you're going to make it a love story, consummate it. <laughs> You didn't feel that? I, I did not feel it, but you have other <laughs> desires and urges. I don't know if it's based on that. Yeah. I was trying to be objective. Yeah. It's a film critic speaking there. Yeah. I, I think that that was a love story. Wasn't it a love story? You know, I think... Uh, I the think, master we're I, talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of themes of um, fa- father and son themes in his, in his stuff. Yeah. And I think that's more what it was. Yeah. And, and what, what about... What's, what's Michael working on now? He's scoring Girls... Oh, he does. Yeah, and he's. I think there's another a movie he's working on. Yeah, he's doing a lot of scoring stuff. You talk like he lives in a different house. <laughs> he's kind, kind he's... of, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he he works at home, but there's def- there's definitely a like yeah a, sh- a shut in aspect. Yeah, yeah. He, I saw you guys the other night. He seemed chipper. He yeah, seemed all right. He's you know he's less hermetical than he used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. I'm you glad know, to hear that. You got to come by the pool. Like we redid that whole thing. It's a whole, I am not, different, it's a whole thought, different situation back there. I thought I was persona non grata there <laughs> now. Between the fallout with Morgan and you know But now that now that you're not like the the whirling tornado of crazy. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now uh, that you're okay. all mellowed, yeah, right? I, I can come relax <laughs> yeah, at the pool yeah, again? Come relax. <laughs> you, you, you guys brought me in like I was a stray cat. Morgan led me over there. She led you over like you were a stray cat. Are you guys was, still p- pals? Yeah. It was almost presented like... This is you know, Mark. I'm going to bring Mark over. He's, he's having a tough time. He's you got to help trouble. him out. <laughs> he needs to sit by I'm a like, pool. Look, I'll, I'll try. I, I don't think I was very much help for you, but I tried. No, I, it was good. I, I remember making you listen to some song that I thought was going to... Oh, I remember what it was. You know, it's weird when, you, when you're heartbroken. There are these songs that just click with you for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And you, you want everyone to hear them because it's like, this is helping me. Yeah, Don't is, you hear the magic of yeah. this song? This is my soul in song yeah, form. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. You didn't go for it. What was it? I don't remember. I, I, it was like, um, I was listening to uh, a few songs, but I think the one that was killing me at that time was some weird Lindsey Buckingham out song. Oh, that rings a bell. That, you know, yeah. it's just like this really intense guitar, and then he just ends up primally screaming yeah. at the end. And so like, it's just a scream. Yeah, yeah it's like, don't scream. you get it? This is <laughs> me, like, screaming on the inside. <laughs> this is helping and me right now. And the outside. So, all right, a couple other questions. A couple other things. Okay. Um, I watched a Big Lebowski the other night, and you were there without a toe. Yes. How did that happen? What are those guys like? I can't believe I'm doing this with you, of all people. Like, th- those Cohen brothers, huh? What the fuck? Well, as uh, I, of course, saw them for, like, ten minutes. How Did they pick you, or did you go in on I, stuff? I, I auditioned, yeah. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson's girlfriend at the time was one of the casting directors on that movie. Yeah. And she she called me up and she said, I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but somebody suggested you for this part. Would you want to come in and read? And I was like, of of course, you say yes, even though I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. But but why, you know, why not? Yeah. It's in German and it's uh, playing the part of a nihilist, which uh, I translate into need need not show any kind of feeling or emotion. That sounded like my acting skills. Uh Yeah. And that's how it happened? Yeah. It was just a casting. Yeah. I went in there and read and they were like, all right, let's do it. And how do you, do you like your new record? I do. I'm very pleased with it. What's your favorite record of your records? Um, Like if I were to go down the list of your records... I think Lost in Space has a really interesting sound. I think it was produced in an interesting way and is uh, super dark, but I really like it. You know Who, what? I like them all. I who's do. responsible I'm for, happy it. for How much does a producer bring to the table? Like, I, I don't know who produced all these records, but how many different producers do you work on? Do you work with a different one every one, or have you worked with three? Like, who, There's like three of them. Yeah, like John Bryan did the, did the first two, and uh, a guy named Michael Lockwood, who I'd played guitar, he'd played guitar for me for a long time, did Lost in Space. And I I produced one of them. And who did The Forgotten Arm? Uh, Forgotten Arm, which Joe Henry, and Paul Bryan, um, who is in my band, he plays bass. Uh, he produced this one and the last one. And John Bryan, he's another guy. He's like this wizard. Are you friends with Fiona Apple? I, you know, I we're friend we're friendly. I don't have her phone number or anything. Have you listened to her new record? I have not. It's some raw shit, man. I bet. I think Fiona is like a real genius. I think she's her lyric writing is just unbelievable yeah. and has been since she was like a child. So it's, you know, I mean, I'm very, very impressed and envious of, of that. Um, but the but, common thread but, you is know, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's, yeah. she's been she's been through a lot. And like, as we have been, are discussing, like yeah. when you have trauma in your in your history, it's. Uh, you know, it takes a it takes a lot of work to to get, get to normal. Yeah, to or, get get it under control. 
And with John Bryan, I mean, what makes him so amazing? I mean, because I know, like, I just wish I was more familiar with everything he did, but I know he's yeah. sort of, he, he, any time he's spoken about it, it's like, oh, he's a genius. Yeah. He Well, he plays, he can play d- just about any instrument, and I've seen him... Uh, you know, pick up instruments and within three days, you know, like pedal steel, within three days he's mastered it, which is like the craziest, weirdest instrument I can't even imagine. Because you got to make the, yeah, there's a lot going on. So he's like enormous amount of facility. His ear is incredible. For me, the best thing about him is that he has an unerring sense of melody that he brings to every part that he plays in any kind of instrument he plays. And when you say that, that means like melody that sort of follows through and completes itself? Just it's yeah. I don't I don't know if I can really explain it. Right. Just you know, in any kind of solo, it, it'll it'll yeah. It sort of follows. Uh-huh. It, you know, it kind of follows a path instead of just you know a, a noodle. Uh huh. And how much does the producer guide the sound when you're in like when you're working in the studio? Like if you're working with, like you did two albums with him. How come you didn't do more with him? John, um, well, John's like another guy. I don't, I don't really see. I think yeah. he's just kind of moved on to another set of friends. I mean, I would, you know, I would. I, I we we wrote a bunch of songs together and I thought I think we write really well to, together so I would love to write with him again um, he dictated the sound uh, you know I mean he played almost everything on right. on uh, on the, my first solo record so you know so he had a lot to do with the sound and um, you know sonically and just uh, instrument you know instrument wise and parts wise so. but when you're working with guys who play with you regularly mm-hmm. it's more uh, collaborative and they understand you more and, yeah you know. I mean a lot of it is just is that that I have a I have a sound in mind and then we you know we figure out together how that happens and then they have to like do all the all the work to 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 make it happen you know direct you know getting the band together directing the band or you know figuring out who plays what and how much are you touring I did, um, I was up for about seven, seven weeks, like three weeks, and then four, four weeks. I'm going to do three, three weeks in Europe in January. Where do, where do you go where you're like a rock god? Like, um, are there places where you're like, oh my God, how, who are these people there? Like, you know, we played a couple of shows, we played a show at the town hall in, in New York, and I was like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. You know, like, where people just cheered when I walked on stage and I, it really was like I can't believe that you guys are here cheering for me in this way oh it was great yeah and do really you, great. how do you take care of yourself on the road I mean that's you, tough what's what's that's the big uh, threat um interrupting your sleep a lot you know you sleep on the bus sometimes that's not so easy you know I keep waking up in the middle of the night um it gets very it gets very lonely i mean it, although it although yeah. your people around you know yeah, your band yeah, is yeah. always around you so that's that's really nice but but there's sort of weird pockets of loneliness i know and just the extremes of being on the road which is you know like you're lonely you're lonely you're lonely like everyone loves you everyone loves you and then yeah, you're yeah. lonely you're lonely <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange you know like wait 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 don't do anything don't do anything go 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 it's over it's over it's over <laughs> right over and over again <laughs> yeah Oh my god. So it's hard to stay stable. There is a weird loneliness like that happens almost immediately. Yeah. On the road that I can't quite explain. Yeah. Because it, I've gotten And a lot I travel of, with people so I you know I mean yeah. I'm lucky but I've gotten better with it like I've now actually 
look forward to a, a nice contained hotel room yeah. without any of this shit around, yeah, yeah, with yeah. no cats around, with no uh, household worries. Like it, it's 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 completely turned for me. Yeah. Like I go on the road. And I'm like, I just hope they have free breakfast. Yeah. At where I'm staying, and I'm going to be great. Yeah. If there's good Wi-Fi and free breakfast, it's like fucking beautiful it's an it's amazing too because you it's it is a weird combination of like you get irritated at the smallest stuff and you feel like a such a dick that you're mad at it like oh yeah why can't they put the fucking light switch in the same fucking place in every hotel like oh it's on the base of the lamp oh no it's at the top of oh this is horrible so you get mad at that stuff but then you're so like pathetically grateful like oh my god free wi-fi thank you thank you god it's the best Yeah, or, or now, the, like, the hipster hotels have the, the cards that you use for lights that you can, like, the, oh, they yeah. do them in Europe yeah. like that. And it's like, why? Well, I, I just, I'm like, fuck this. And I just leave it, a, a one in there the whole time. But but there is a loneliness that I've never quite been able to understand. Yeah. Well, that happens, like, the first day you're there. It's sort of like, I've been left here. Yeah. I'm abandoned. Abandoned. I've, right. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have a car, and you walk outside of your hotel, and you're like, where am I? Yeah. So do you want to play music? Yeah. Let's do it. Play off the new one? Yeah. Should we try it? Yeah, do it. Okay. Daisy, you shouldn't do the things you do, but you're just so incapable of changing your eyes so well. I could never even tell what were facts in your artful rearranging. But I came back for more, and you laughed in my face and you rubbed it in. But I'm a Labrador, and I'll run when the gun drops the dove again. Like a lie, I won't say that we called Maisie But fetching sticks was the best I had for tricks You got bored, you got mad, and you got crazy
Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you. I love when people play guitar in here. I love when you play and sing. Thanks, Mark. Can we do one more? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You went from moonlighting, but you came out fire. I saw you larger than life, throwing your knife, gone into deep hiding. But you were so charming that it was disarming. I wondered what was behind having to find an army that keeps arms. Slip and roll, honey. Stick the jab, kid. Don't just trade punches like your father did. Explain the odds. Isn't falling the gun? So slip and roll to your will. So we just keep hoping Although the deck's sloping You think you throw me a bone Or leave me alone To do what they call coping A slip and roll, honey Stick the jab, kid don't just trade punches like your father did. Explain the odds as fall in the gun. So slip and roll till you're willing to take the hit. And you can take it, take it, take it, take it. We've all seen the guy. Take it on the chin Oh, take it, take it I know you can take it But when will you take something Slip and roll till you're willing 
Sweet. Thanks, Amy Mann. Thank you, Mark Marin. It's what lovely to see you it's again. It's lovely to see you. What was that second one called? It's called Slip and Roll. That's so good. Thanks. You all right? Yeah. Thanks for coming. See, I didn't break into uh, wild sobbing as I sang that. Oh, is it? <laughs> Should we wait? Do you, want, do you want to play it just the chords? And t- <laughs> I think we're good. We're good. Okay. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the lovely Amy Mann for talking and singing and playing. So amazing. Uh, I love her. I really do. It's a unique, a unique talent. Huh? Special talent, that kid, Amy Mann. Right? Holy shit. Go to WTFPod.com. Get all your WTF needs met. Got those cool new box brown posters from the Philly shows. Hand screened. Very groovy. Kick in a few shekels. Comment. You know, get the Lipson deal. Get the Mark and Tom show. Check my calendar. I got dates coming up in uh, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Eugene. Yeah, I got a lot of dates coming up. Milwaukee, Bethlehem, PA. Going to go to New York. I don't think that's up there yet. Moon Tower Comedy Fest in Austin. That's happening. Get some JustCoffee.coop. Oh, my God. I feel like I've got... Is that... Did the flu leave yet? Is the flu gone? Is there something nagging at me? Is there something nagging, nagging? Boomer lives! <laughs>